0: Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. In your Bibles this morning, turn back to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Now we're studying, growing up spiritually, and we're, 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 we're kind of going to cut it off an angle here in a moment. And I trust you'll receive Let me find it here. Verse 14 of Ephesians chapter 4. That's kind of our jumping off spot. This is what we would call the biblical reason to grow up spiritually. Let me just say this. Not only can you grow up spiritually, you can grow out spiritually. Did you get that? You say, what do you mean, grow out? Well, there are just some things you can grow out of. You can grow out of poverty, you can grow out of depression. You can grow out of addictions. You can grow out of fear and torment. Amen? So we're not only growing up, we're growing out. Amen? Thank God. Then we henceforth, verse 14, be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Everybody say deceive. Well, the deception, and that's just a lie is what it is. It's a lie. Amen. But notice this. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Now notice that again. But speaking the truth in love. Now, it's been about, from my memory, uh, it's been about, it was right after our fall harvest last year, maybe the next Wednesday or the next Wednesday after that. I'm not, I'm not positive But one of those two Wednesdays, I was uh, during the week on Monday and Tuesday in my office after I got all my stuff that I do in the office done. I was studying like I usually do. And the Lord gave me a a little message called the anatomy of a lie. Some of you may have remembered us teaching on that. And and so, you know, I taught on it, made notes on it, and, and about... Uh, Back at the first of the week, the Lord said, Now you go back and you look at that message that you preached. You go find those notes. You look at that message because I want to give you a whole lot more now on the anatomy of a lie and how to walk in truth because you need it now more than you ever have. There's a lot of church. Listen, there's a lot that's going on. and, and And I don't think that we really understand it to this level. But there's a lot that's going on right now that's just a lie. It's just a lie. But here's the thing. Listen, before you start you know, putting the individual label on the individual things you can think about, it has always been a lie since the big lie. How many know what the big lie is? The big lie is Genesis chapter 3 when the devil said, Thou shalt not surely die. Honey, that was the lie that caused all the other lies to happen. No, it was not thou shalt not surely die. It is, as you eat the fruit, you're going to die. That's the way it is. Amen? Amen? So based on that lie, the earth has literally been saturated in lies since that time. I mean, there's so much that's just, it's just you know, we look at it on the surface and we accept it one way or another. But in reality, it's just a lie. And the Lord spoke to me and said, listen, I want to equip the church. I want to equip the people to navigate not only what's going on now, but what's coming Because if you're not careful and you do not navigate it according to the truth of the Word of God, a lie could cost you your life. Did you know lies always produce death? Anything anything lies are involved in, it produces death or it produces separation. You get a lie in a marriage and it will separate the husband from the wife. You get a lie in a business, it'll separate business partners, partners no matter how successful they are. I mean, you get lies going on in any situation or circumstance, I guarantee you it will harm it and it will cause death to come to it. Now, with that in mind, I want you to go a couple of scriptures real quick. Let's do it this way. Go to 1 Timothy first. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14. 1 Timothy 3, 14. It says, These things I write unto thee, hoping to come unto thee shortly. The Apostle Paul writing to Timothy. He said, But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou ought to behave thyself in the house of God. Now notice this. This is very interesting. Which is the church of the living God. Everybody say living God. God. The pillar and ground of truth. Everybody say truth. So the church should be the place where you come to get some truth. Amen? I mean, you ought to be able to get the... But let let me just say this. That shows you how powerful lies are. There are churches you can go to today. They call themselves churches. They put the label of a church on a sign outside their building. And they they don't even believe in salvation. Did you know that's a lie? What does that do? That separates them from the ability of the truth of salvation to affect that church. There are churches today that you go there and they'll tell you Jesus doesn't heal anymore. Did you know that's a lie? Yeah. According to the Word of God, the Bible says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the truth. Yeah. But what has that done? That lie has separated them from the ability of God to manifest healing in their midst. Yeah. There are people that will tell you, you know, they'll say, you know, God doesn't want to prosper you. God thinks poverty is cool. That's not, that's a lie. That's a lie. The Bible says that God shall supply all of our need according to his riches and glory. That's the truth. But see, they believe the lie. That's the doctrine of devils. Doctrines of devils are always lies. Church is saturated with them, not island church. I said, not island church. We do everything we can do to stay right in the middle of the, uh, of the road when it comes to the truth. And if we find anything that we're erring on when it comes to the truth, we bring it right back to the middle of the road and we correct it in Jesus' name. And we cry out all the time, Thank you, Father, for the truth of the Word of God, the truth in proclamation, and the truth in demonstration in Jesus' name. Amen? Now, with that in mind, That was 1 Timothy. Go to to John, the Gospel of John chapter 8. I've got a couple more. I'll I'll, I'll use them later because we're going to stay on this for a couple of weeks. Verse 31 of John chapter 8. Verse 31 of the Gospel of John chapter 8. Then Jesus said to the Jews which believed on Him. Did you know He had a certain way of talking to people that believed on Him? That's true today. The Spirit of God reveals things to those that are believers. He doesn't reveal things to doubters because they doubt what He's already given them. I don't have to expand on that. Amen. But now notice what He says. He says, if you continue in My Word, then are you My disciples indeed. Now notice this. You shall know the truth. You shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. Now, we got people quoting that for all kinds of silly stuff these days. It has no relevance whatsoever. But listen, Jesus is the one that said, if you will continue in my word, if you will continue in my word. What does that mean? That means there needs to be a constant flow of the Word of God into your life. You read it, you meditate, you study, you memorize, and you come and have the Word of God taught to you over and over and over through repetition, line upon line, precept upon precept. You continue in the Word and you will what? You will know. That is the word experience. You will experience the truth and the truth will do what? It will bring freedom to your life. Woo, glory to God. Glory to God. Are you awake this morning? Glory to God. It will wake you up and it will impart the truth of what God says is true about you. Now, listen, that's why, you know, I, I said this to the early service. And there, there's no big lie in the church. Nobody's lying about, there's no, you know, one family lying about another family. There's nobody lying about the pastor. There's none that's not, listen, we're going to get to the point in which you see that everything the enemy tries to afflict you with, it's a lie. Sickness and disease. You say, well, Pastor, I tell you, I've I've had this sickness in my body for 20 years. It's still a lie. The truth is, by His stripes, you're healed. And if you stay with the truth long enough, you're going to be free in Jesus' name. You just got to keep continuing in the Word. You just got to keep continuing in the Word. Financial price. Say, well, Pastor, I've always, you know, I give a little money in the offering. I've never really, you don't believe the truth. But if you believe the truth, I guarantee you, poverty will break over your life and you'll live in the abundance of God. You say, well, that's the truth. Now, I've been, you know, recently I've been digging around because, oh, it's been a couple of years ago, somebody said, you know, you need to define some of these words because not everybody knows what the definition of these words are. And the word truth, you know, people throw that word around many times without we're not even understanding what it actually is. Now, if you study in the different dictionaries and things you can find, including going to your concordance and looking at the Hebrew definition, Greek definition, and then try to melt that all down into something we can understand. Truth is what? Truth is the transcendent, fundamental reality. It is foundational reality. It is established reality. It is absolutely different from facts, because facts are always subject to change. Now, in studying all of those different definitions, I was, I said, okay, Lord, you got to show me an illustration, give me an illustration, which I can kind of throw out to the church to see if they, uh, it will help them understand what actually truth is. Truth is something that is unchangeable. Truth is something that is eternal. You know, God created the world. We know one day the world will pass away. There'll be a new heaven, new earth. All that aside, the truth is this. There is weather on the earth. Now, that's the truth. Now, here in Texas, it's, it's uh, June. We're fixing to go into... Ju- this is... We're, we're entering in to actually the hottest uh, part of our seasons, our summer season, uh, July, August, into September. Many times September is very warm. October we begin to cool down. So we have constantly what? Constantly changing weather. How many got some of that good rain last week? Amen. I, I think we got almost seven inches at our house. I mean, it rained, but now I look outside, the, the sun is shining. There's been what? There's been a change. So our weather prognosticators when they come up and they tell us it's going to be sunny tomorrow it's going to rain on Wednesday what they're telling us is not the truth right. they're telling us the facts the facts based upon their study the facts based upon the weather balloons the barometer the temperature gauge and the history of weather in this area but here's the thing weather remains constant on the earth we're in the northern hemisphere down in the southern hemisphere they have in winter there's weather on the earth that's the truth But all how the weather changes, that's the facts. Does that help you understand that? Now, Jesus said this in John chapter 14. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Everybody say, the way, the truth, the life. Now, the word, the power word in that scripture is not the way, the truth, the life. It's the I am. You say, what? It's the same I am that was used when Moses asked God, who do I tell him that's sending me to Israel to deliver them? He said, you tell him, I am is sending you. Now here's the thing. He's not, he did not say, tell him I was or tell him I'm going to be. He says, tell him I am, which helps us understand that God is always in the now. He's not, he's not in the past. He's not in the future. He's always in the now and truth is relevant to what? To the now. Listen, now God says if you believe in your heart confess with your mouth that God raised Jesus from the dead you shall be saved. Now God says by His stripes you're healed. Boy, I could get on some good faith teaching right now. You say, why is that? Because you go over to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not it's not what you did yesterday, it's not what you're going to do tomorrow, it's what you're doing right now. That's what your faith is, is what you're doing right now. Amen? Now Here we are in 2020. What really began this, I had several other directions I could go in teaching on growing up spiritually and growing out of things. But this week, early in the week, I was watching a news program. Just the regular news. Lee and I will watch, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 minutes of news. Usually the only thing we're really looking for is the weather. We want to know what the weather's going to be like during the week, so we plan our week accordingly, things that we're going to do. And there was a certain newscaster, and he came on, And he gave about, oh, I'd say it was maybe three minutes. A three-minute report on an incident that had happened in our nation. Now, it just so happened, the day before that, I had seen a complete, how would you call it? A complete dissection of that incident with all of the facts, with everything that they had shown to be true, And this news report was exactly the opposite of what the investigation produced. It was an absolute lie. And it was such a profound and noticeable lie that it affected me. I think Leah was in the room. I said, that guy just told a flat lie. Now, the Lord spoke to me and He said, the reason people get caught up in the perpetuation of lies and lying And listen, we're not trying to make it a political statement. We're not trying to make it a racial statement. We're not trying to make it an economic statement. We're not trying to speak to some social event that's going on. We're talking about how this world system operates. It operates by the power of the lie. When we studied dissecting lies we understood that what the enemy wants in the lives of humanity is constant lie after lie after lie after lie lie, for only in receiving a lie as the truth does the lie get power that's what empowers it can you imagine that we live on a planet amen that the entire quote cosmos or system of the planet its foundation is a lie amen I see a lot of the you know they're, they're talking about all this craziness that's going on, people doing this and doing that. But what alarms me the most is how they're attacking the truth of Jesus Christ. You know, they want to they tear down statues of Jesus. They want to go to these beautiful churches that, that people in, in generations past, you know, gave their lives to build with all this beautiful stained glass. And they want to tear all of that out. We, we talk about the sign that Lee and I saw that they were holding up. You know, let Jesus come back. We'll kill Him again. That's the attitude of this world and world system. It's all a lie. But here's the thing, you as a believer, in order to navigate the troubled waters of what lays ahead of us, you say, what do you mean by that? It ain't going to get any better, it's going to get worse. But in the midst of what's going on in the church, we need to rise up in truth. We need to be inoculated against the lies of this world, the lies of the devil, and we need to navigate this area in such a way that we're the shining light on the hill that God calls us to be so that we can be those that are not only speaking but demonstrating the truth of the Word of God. Now, with all that in mind, go all the way back to the book of Judges. And I'm going to do my best to... Cut off where I cut off early this morning so that so that we'll all be, in both services I'll be able to do the same thing next week. Now, judges, this is the story of Samson. How many remember Samson? Amen. I laughed years ago when I was in Bible school. Brother Osteen talked about preaching before he got the Holy Ghost, the difference between, you know, having the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues and his preaching. And, and when he didn't have the Holy Ghost, and he used to try to preach, and he had, he had, you know, the doctorate of divinity from this college and from another college. But he said, I'd get so confused studying the Word of God. He said, I tried to preach on, on, on Samson one time. He said, and at the end of the service, my wife gigged me in the side and said, honey, that's not Tarzan, that's Samson. <laughs> he was calling Samson Tarzan. We're going, to tell, we're going to talk about Samson, amen? And if you study Samson, his origins, he had a, uh, there, was a, there was a couple that was barren, uh, a man named Manoah cried out to God. God said, I'm going to give you a child. Uh, you know, he's going to be a Nazarite. Actually, we can say it like this. He's going to have to take a vow of truth because this Nazarite vow was established in the Word of God. Now, Israel was in bondage to the Philistines. They were slaves to the Phil- Philistines because they had gotten a hold of a lie. They shall have no other gods before you. Amen. They had disobeyed the truth of the commandment, had fallen for a lie, began to worship demon gods, and ended up in bondage, like you do every time. Amen. And so, God's wants, God, oh, listen, God always wants to raise up a deliverer. Aren't you glad? I said, Aren't you glad? So here comes Samson and now his Nazarite vow required, number one, that he drink no strong drink, that he remain pure in his his morals and that he not cut his hair. And so, you know, we know his life. His life was, I don't know how he was raised, but it was was in such a way in which everything that Samson did basically went against the grain of the truth that identified him as the Nazarite or or the one holding the Nazarite vow that he was supposed to live under. I mean, he went after crazy, wicked women and and did all kinds of crazy stuff. But now we end up in chapter 16, verse 4. Let's pick it up there. This is an amazing testimony about how as a believer you cannot live in a lie in any area of your life. And listen, if there are areas that are a lie, you say, what do you mean by that? Well, you know, areas in which the lie of the adversary is trying to dispel the truth of God in your life. If you're suffering with you know, some kind of sin, addiction, some kind of, some kind of a, a sickness that's trying to hold on to your flesh day after day, week after week, month after month. Those things are just lies. If you suffer with fear and panic and, and all the things, the depression that that brings. Listen, that's just a lie. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And Samson is a great example of a man that just would not live in the truth. Now notice this. Verse 4, it came to pass afterward that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. Everybody say Delilah. Delilah. And the Lord of the Philistines came unto her and said unto her, Entice him and see wherein is his great strength and by what means we may prevail against him that we may bind him to afflict him and we will give thee, every one of us, eleven pieces of silver pay off everybody say pay off yeah. see there's always a hook you know uh, in, in, in the study that I was doing on the anatomy of the lie on, on that message I gave an illustration of, uh, of fishing how many people like to fish I mean, it's uh, everybody likes to go fishing. Now, when I grew up here as a, as a, as a kid, even before that, when we lived over in, uh, 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 in, in Freeway Manor and in, in uh, Arlington Heights, since there in South Houston and Pasadena, my dad worked, still worked in Galveston and drove down to Galveston every day. And during the summertime, several times, he would bring me, drop me off at the flagship. Or there was a family in the church that I used to fish with, and we'd go to what was called the Quarantine Station back then, but it's Sea Wolf Park now, and we would fish. Now, the primary way that we fished back in that day, and people still fish that day, is we fished with a a popping cork, with a leader, and a hook, and we fished with live shrimp. Amen? We still do it today. Now, uh, live shrimp is a primary source of food for a flounder, a speckled trout, and a redfish. Amen? And they, you know, all things being equal should be free to roam the bays and oceans of our area, eating all the shrimp they want. But every once in a while, there are some lies thrown into the water that have an element of the truth. Amen? And the thing is, the trout doesn't know that he's fixed, that his life's fixing to end, that he's fixing to get hooked, he's fixing to get put on ice, and he's fixing to end up in hot grease. And listen, God doesn't want you hooked, put on ice, or put in hot grease. He wants you to be able to discern when the live shrimp comes by you. He wants to give you an extra eye in the spirit so you can see that silver hook that's hooked through the top of its horn. Because if you could go back and talk to any trout that's ever been hooked and ask him, if you had it all to do over, would you have bit on the shrimp? Because the trout sees what? Biting on the shrimp. The fisherman sees biting on the hook. Every lie has an element of truth. Without an element of the truth, it couldn't be a lie. But it is the element of the truth distorted and brought off of the foundational fundamental reality of the truth that causes it to be a lie. That's why people get hooked with it. Now here's, here's, here's Samson and his whole life has been a lie. He's not fulfilled what God called him to fulfill. He really, really never says he delivered them from the Philistines. We know later the end of the story he pulls down the temple on top of all the lords and things. But he never really did deliver Israel from the Philistines. That was the truth of what he was called to do. But his life was so, now listen to this. His life was so caught up in lies. And I'm going to reiterate this several times as we go through this. His law, life was so caught up in the lie or in the deception of what he lived in that when the truth was presented or spoken, it did not work for him. It worked against him. We'll see that in a minute when he finally, finally tells the truth. This, this Delilah uses it against him. That's exactly the way the enemy does it. That's exactly his plan. That's exactly his purpose. Now, here we go. It says there in verse uh, Six Delilah said to Samson, Tell me, I pray thee, wherein thy great strength lieth, and wherewith thou mightest be bound to afflict thee. Samson said unto her, If they bind me with seven green whiffs, everybody say whiffs. Now here's what a with is. A with back then they used to make a lot of their, a lot of their, uh, you know, like the, bow, the the strings for their bows and different things. Implements like that, they would use the entrails or the guts of animals dried out. They would dry them out and they'd weave them together. They'd make a bowstring or they'd, they'd make a sling with it. There's all kinds of things they could make with that dried out gut. Is that exactly like, like we use leather today? Amen? And so when they're in their, in their raw form, when they're being dried, that's when they're at their strongest. So he uh, says, get, these, get this dried this gut and tie me up with that. And I notice this. It says, uh, let me find it here. It says, uh, and Samson said unto her, if they bind me with seven green widths that were never dried, then I shall be weak as any other man. Now first of all, that's, a, that's not the truth. That's a lie. I mean, no, that's a lie. So he's, he's, just, he's just telling a lie is what he's doing. He said, then the lords of the Philistines uh, brought to her seven green widths Which had not been dried, and she bound him with. Now, listen, this, this is really amazing how God puts this in His Word, paints these pictures, gives us these illustrations. Lies always bind you. If you continue in my Word, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. There are so many people that live a lie today that that lie has so bound them, they can't, listen, they can't see the forest for the trees. Much of the lifestyles of men and women that are really celebrated today. Uh, these, these illicit lifestyles of, uh, of same sex and, and same this. Listen, all of that is a lie. Listen, if you've got a loved one that's involved in that, bind that lie and release the truth of God's word into their life. That's the only thing that can do it, that can set them free. It is a lie. A man cannot marry a man. That's a lie. The Bible says, what God hath joined. God didn't join that. Oh, we don't, let's don't get into that. But it's a lot. A lot, now, listen, don't get mad at me. Don't, don't throw anything at me. A lot of the extreme racial tension of our of our nation. Amen. I mean, they just talk about how, how prejudiced this nation. Did you know a million Africans a year sign up to come to America? Why? all that stuff they say about all this. Listen, we've worked years, the work of great men in our nation to bring freedom to every part of society. We say, well, this one still suffers under this. This one still suffers. Why don't you peel back the layers of that and really look at it for what it is? Because in reality, this is the finest place on earth to come and live. That's why everybody wants to come and live here. A lot of that is just an absolute lie to keep people in bondage and they propagate those lies on people that do what? They have the effect of the lie. It separates us. Amen. Mm, that, yeah, I won't even charge you for that one. That was a good one right there. So now here's Samson. He's bound with the green width. He says, Then the Lord of the Philistines... Brought to her seven green wits which she had not been dried, she bound them with them. Now there were men lying in wait, abiding with her in the chamber. She said unto him, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he brake the wits as a thread of toe is broken when it toucheth the fire, so his strength was not known. Oh, they didn't know. It was a lie. They didn't know how he got his strength. Now, the, the tow by a fire, that's like taking a thread and stretching across the fire. You're not going to pull on that thread long. It's gonna, that fire's going to break it just like that. That's exactly what happened. He got up and just broke them loose. Now, notice notice Delilah. Boy, get the Delilahs out of your life. Amen? I said, get the Delilahs out of your life. It said, Delilah said unto Samson, Behold, there is my y'all, you have mocked me. And you told me a lie. Now tell me, I pray wherewith thy mightest be bound. And he said unto her, If you bind me fast with new ropes <laughs> This guy's got a pattern, doesn't he? If you bind me fast with new ropes that were never occupied, then I shall be weak as another man. Delilah therefore took new ropes. Now wait, can I help you? Just just for a moment especially if you're a young man in here and, and, and you're looking for a, you know, a good wife and, and you want to live for God with her. all. Listen, if you tell her a lie about, about, about your strength and you wake up bound twice, <laughs> you know, we only got one word for that in 2020. Duh. What are these ropes doing on me? What are these, what are these widths doing on me? Notice how. Living in deception, living it blinds you to everything. I mean, why didn't he see this woman trying to? What are these? Who are these Philistines? What are you doing behind that curtain over there? <laughs> I mean, you got you got a sword. You got a you got a big old rock on a chain. You got all these ropes. What? Who are you guys? Lie has the ability to blind you to things that want to destroy you. Delilah took the new ropes and bound him therewith and said unto him, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And now were the liars waiting, abiding in the chamber. They're still in the room. They done come out one time. Oh, he's still got his strength. Hey, we were just hanging around out here, you know. Now they go back. He ties them up with the ropes and the same thing happens. They jump out again. Oh, my goodness. He needed some counseling. and there were liars in wait abiding in the chamber and he broke them off from off of his arms like a thread and Delilah said unto Samson hitherto thou hast mocked me and told me lies tell me wherewith thou might that thou mightest be bound tell me how to tie up tell me how to get rid of your strength he said unto her and I notice this very carefully Because there is evolution in the lie. Like there's a lie in evolution, there is evolution in the lie. It seeks to encroach slowly upon the truth. Now notice what it says here. He said unto her, if thou weavest the seven locks of my head with the web. Now we're getting close to the source. Now we're getting close to the truth. Is all you, this long hair I got I tell you all you got to do is take that long hair and you just need to weave it into the into the act he's talking about the weavers uh, what, do you, what do you call it that they uh, what's it called the loom weave my hair with that loom and I'll be just as weak as any other man now notice this this is interesting because now he is giving in he's giving you know I don't want to, we'll do our best to teach around this and into it so you don't get mad at me. But let let me say something. Okay, uh, thank you Lord for bailing me out. I'm going to use my life and none of yours. The most traumatic problems of my life that I've had in the last 36 years of life and ministry have been self-inflicted. I'm just looking at all the holy faces like, oh, too bad. (laughs) Oh, too bad, Brother Rusty, because my problems are not everybody else is my problem. No, 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 no. no. The day you come to that reality that the major traumas of your life are what? Self-inflicted. You could have done something about that. You could have not gone there, or you could have gone there, or you could have done that or not done that. You could have obeyed God, Come on, church. Come. I know that's a sobering thought, but once you come to that reality, you begin, you begin to weaken the lies that bind you. Amen. Now notice, if thou weavest the seven locks of my head in the web, she, and, and she fastened it with a pen, said unto him, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. He awaked out of his sleep and went away with the pen of the beam and the web. And she said unto him, How can you say I love you when your heart is not with me? Thou hast mocked me these three times, and hast not told me worth thy great strength of life. Now, I'm going to stop there because we're going to come back to that this week. But I want you to go all the way down to verse 22. Now, here's the key with Samson. As long as he kept that hair long, you noticed his whole messed up life, it was his strength that bailed him out of everything. Now now let me say this. We'll get into this next week again. His strength was not given to him to continually bail him out of his self-inflicted problems. His strength was given to him to deliver Israel from the Philistines. Can I say that again? His strength was not given to him to bail him out of his self-inflicted problems. His strength was given to him to deliver the entire nation from the bondage of the Philistines. But because of how he lived his life in a lie, that's the only thing he could ever use. And it was not natural strength, church. It was supernatural strength. He was the original Superman. But lies were the kryptonite that was killing him. But this last verse, and this is our hope that we have. Let's, let's look at what it says. Verse 22 says, how be it? Now this is, we all know the story how they cut his hair and he, he, he pushed at the, uh, the mill, and they mocked him and put his eyes out and all that kind of stuff. But it says this. It says, "Howbeit the hair of his head began to grow again after it was shaved off. See, when they shaved off his hair, all of his supernatural strength was gone. But God put this verse in the Bible for us to see redemption. For us to see redemption. That even though his head was shaved, as soon as it was shaved, it began to grow again. And that is the ability of God to get us out of. Every lie, every deception, the spirit of deception, and anything else that's coming up on this earth because church, this whole earth is saturated right now with the lies of an adversary. He doesn't want to raise up one government over. He don't want he wants to kill everybody. That's right. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy, and he may look like he's raising this up over here, or doing this over here, or favoring that, but he, none of it, none of it is relevant. It's all a lie and it's all saturated with death. But God doesn't want his church falling into that. God wants his church living in the truth, his eyes fixed on the way, the truth, and the life. Are you with me? And if there's any area of your life where the enemy has taken your strength, I got good news for your hair is growing. I said, "Your hair is growing. I said, "Your hair is growing, which is what? God's redemptive ability to get you out of what lies can get you into. Amen. You love the Lord. The greatest lie perpetrated on humanity has nothing to do with politics, social issues, prejudice, medicine, none of. The greatest lie is a spiritual lie. And that spiritual lie is that you can be good enough to go to heaven when you cannot be good enough. You have to understand that you are a sinner and that you're in need of a Savior. Somebody ask the church to stand. And I know know most everybody here is home folk. I, I recognize everyone here today. But I know that there are several, there are many that are watching us by live stream. And the greatest reality, it's not a lie, You may be a good person. You may love your wife, your family, your job, your loved ones, your friends. You may be a giver. You may be benevolent. But if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, then you're living a lie. You're living a lie. The Lord gave me this years ago. You're existing till death runs its course. And you may exist as a homeless person, or you may exist in a penthouse with, with money. Wealth and fame. But one day death will come. And you'll find out that everything that was in this book was not a lie. It was not religious. It was the truth of God. It was Jesus is what it is. So I'm going to pray. and, And this wonderful congregation that's gathered here this morning, they're going to help you that's watching over our live stream this morning. And we're going to pray a simple, what's called the sinner's prayer. And if you're watching us by live stream this morning and you've never prayed this prayer, or if you're in here, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know everybody, but I trust everybody's saved. But if you're in here right now and you've never prayed the sinner's prayer, you say, what is the sinner's prayer and what does it mean to be saved? In its simplest form, here it is. You were born onto the earth into the human family. The human family is cursed, the human family is full of death. And the human family propagates itself on the lies of the adversary that has brought it into bondage. But then there's another family. Thank God you can get out of the human family. How do you do that? There was a man that came to earth 2,000 years ago. And he wasn't just a man. He was God manifest in the flesh. He was Emmanuel. He was God with us. And that God took our sin took everything that was the lie, and He died on the cross, and He rose from the dead so that He might impart unto us the truth that sets us free. So we're going to pray a prayer, and all we're going to do is confess Jesus Christ as that man, as that Lord, and as that Savior, and we're going to do it personally, out loud, so that everybody hears each other saying it. And we trust if you're watching us today or if you're in here and you've never prayed that prayer, when you pray that prayer, here's what I want you to know. Not believe, but know. You've left the human family. You're now in God's family. You're one of God's love children. It happens by His choice first, then your choice by what His choice has produced. Church, you gonna help us? Out loud, here we go. Heavenly Father, right now, openly and publicly, I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. I believe He was born of a virgin. I believe He lived a sinless life. I believe He died upon the cross. I believe He rose from the dead. I believe it, and because I believe it, I know, I know I am saved. That is not the facts. That is the truth. Thank you, Father. I am born again. Glory to God. If you've prayed that prayer with us here in the church or over the live stream, contact us. We'll send you some information and tell you more about the truth that sets you free. Amen. Father, thank you for this day. As is our tradition, we release our faith into the truth of the Word of God, declaring over our church, our jobs, our businesses, our families, declaring no evil befalls us. No plague comes nigh our dwelling place. Angels have charge over us. Therefore we declare in the name of Jesus, in our travels, the highways, airways, seaways, railway, any other way of travel or transportation, in the righteous labor of our hands, Lord, we might just be working at home. But others are out in, out in the public and, and at their job sites. Thank you, Father. We are not subject to trauma, to terror, to evil plans of wicked men or the devil himself. We abide under the shadow of the Most High. Thank you, Father, for the door of utterance. Let us be proclaimers and demonstrators of your truth. Give every one of us an opportunity this week to dispel the lies of the adversary and reveal the truth of God's Word. Thank you, Father. We will be an answer to people's prayer, a problem to the devil, a miracle in someone's life. Lord, as we leave today, how can we express our love to you? We love you so much. We thank you so much. We glorify your holy name in this church today. Father, we also thank you for our brothers and sisters here at Island Church. We walk in love toward one another. And we leave as the ambassadors of Christ. You have called us to be Thanking you, Lord. Here at Island Church, we're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, empowered by the truth, and anointed with the Holy Ghost. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com. Hallelujah, Jesus.